The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Good evening, and a hearty welcome to the Shahida Kali Show. So tonight we're starting a new series and it's going to be focusing on cancers and particularly cancer that we find in men but also the journey of a particular person and uh, the person is here in the studio with us it's Faisal Jacobs and um, we're wanting to explore and build around um, Faisal's experience so that we can inspire and encourage men to speak about their cancers and the journey you know and the different aspects thereof. So firstly for me to greet Faisal. Faisal, assalamu alaikum and welcome to the program. Shukran so much for having me. That's really, really great. And I'm I'm very, very honored. I'm very humbled because, as I said just before we started the program, we've, uh, you know, almost normalized discussions mm. and focus around cancers in women, breast cancer right on top of the list, you know. So it's like um, it can be an everyday conversation yeah. that people will speak about it. There's hardly any stigma attached to it, you know, anymore because um, we have accepted it can happen to any one of us type of thing but you still find a lot of difficulty around the conversations with directly even with cancer survivors you know so that is and, and therefore I'm very humbled you know with the fact that you've agreed to be a part of our show and also to be a part of a series in which we will focus and cover so many different aspects of the cancers and the journey of a cancer survivor um, in the fact of being a male but let's come back to Please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and then I'd like us to also speak about and for you to share with us a little bit about the organization Lace Up. But first about Faisal. Okay, so Faisal Jacobs is just an ordinary guy, a father, um, newly married. um, Mashallah. Who is trying to make a difference and inspire people um, by using sport. Um, Lace Up for Change was an idea I had been toying with for about five years and I, and I always found reasons to put it on the back burner. I need more of this, I need to do more of that before I can start this organization. You know, you, you find reasons why it shouldn't, call it nerves, call it ah, I'm not so ready. And about uh, May will be four years ago. Um, 
I had an awesome job, um, doing very well, earning well. My kids, they got everything they wanted. Um, uh, and, and, and we could really live in what I thought, enjoy life. And then on the 6th of May, I got confirmation that I was diagnosed with uh, colorectal cancer. And everything changed. That moment, everything changed. Uh, the, the emotional journey itself, the roller coasters, the questioning your creator, um, the why me's, um, what did I do to deserve this? And I, th- I, th- I don't know, it's, I don't know if it's a blessing. Um, or a curse, so to speak, because I never really got the opportunity to process the fact that you've got this cancer because everything happened so quickly. Uh, The 6th of May I was diagnosed. The 23rd of May uh, they performed the surgery and uh, it left me with a permanent stoma. Um, So for those who don't know, a stoma is an opening on the abdomen and it'll be either on the left or on the right-hand side. If it's on the right-hand side, it's because of a urinary uh, um, issue. If it's on the left-hand side, it's related to the digestive tract. And the waste products, the urine or the fecal matter, gets expelled through um, this bag. And e- even that, I mean, they've explained to me what it is I'm going to get. Um, but all those doctors and those nurses' explanations was just blah, 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 because I had cancer and I'm dying and I don't know what to do. Um, am I going to see my kids grow up? Am I, my mom, my, my late mom, may uh, the Almighty grant all our disease, genital fertility, inshallah. Um, she was worried. I mean, her caregiver, he's sick. And, and when you hear cancer, the first thoughts that come to mind is you are dying. And, and, and can I just stop you for a minute there, um, Faisal? Isn't it amazing with all of the knowledge that we hold, invariably, when you hear the word cancer for yourself, hmm. you equal death. Yeah. Hey? And, and, and it wasn't just for me. Um, hmm. so, so I like to say there's two phenomenon that happened when I was diagnosed. And, and, and I started letting the family and, and friends know that I have cancer. And the first is the amount of people that signed my death warrant. Okay. Um, and, and, and please explain. It was... Oh, my word. And when they hear it's rectal cancer or colorectal, oh, that's really bad. And yes, I had one of the most aggressive forms of cancer. Mm-hmm. But alhamdulillah, we caught it early. Okay. And the conversation could have been completely different had I ignored um, the symptoms that was happening. And I, I thought I had hemorrhoids and I did the self-medicated thing. I didn't want to go to a doctor because they're going to stick a finger where I didn't want him to stick it. And but so and so perhaps just to stop for a minute mm-hmm. and just ask um, what would have been those symptoms that you were ignoring? Um, this feeling of pressure in, okay. in, in, in the rectal area, in the rectum, sure. um, blood. Um, and, and like I said, I thought it was hemorrhoids. I went to the pharmacy. I got preparation H and it wasn't working. I ended up at the doctor for something completely different. And I just went, oh, yeah, doc, don't, is there something else other than preparation H that you can prescribe? And he was, why? And I said, I've got piles. And he said, let me have a look. I wasn't that comfortable with it, but he did. And he said, that doesn't look like piles. And I'm going to suggest you go and see a surgeon and do a colonoscopy. And even that, I mean, I put it off, like, do I really want to go through that? And it was about two weeks before it was like, you know, just just get it done. Um, just 
get it done. And I'm glad I did. Um, and, and today, I tell people, when something doesn't feel right, get it checked. Um, don't wait. Don't wait. Um, okay. the, the, the second phenomenon, and this is something which is, I think, extremely relevant, is mm-hmm. the Google medical PhDs that came out with okay. all the sort because of... Because you were saying, you know, the one was the, oh, my God, this is really you dying yeah. now. We need to start saying goodbye to you. Yeah. And the other is, here. Yeah, I know the people who read up on Google and know better than anyone else. Yeah. So tell us about your experience of that. So... You know, it's weird that you need to do this. And then it's also not just what Google is. It's Auntie Fatima's friend, Auntie Khadija's daughter's girlfriend's boyfriend knows about this secret recipe that you've got to try. Mm-hmm. Um, Auntie F- I've had Auntie Fozzie's cousin's daughter um, also needed to have a stoma. Mm-hmm. And she refused. And that was 12 years ago. And she's still alive. And the one thing I've come to realize is... No two cancers are the same. We as people, and and I'm going to use an extreme example here. Mm-hmm. You have a terrorist attack happening. Muslims get blanketed as they are all terrorists. We mm-hmm. don't like that. Mm-hmm. We are not those people, and we yep. are individuals. Yeah, the same year. I'm an individual. I've got unique circumstances. Uh, the thing with the stoma, uh, for example. It can go anywhere on a di- digestive or urinary tract. It can be at the start, it can be in the middle, it can be at the end. You can have a permanent one or you can have a temporary one. Mm-hmm. Um, it, th- there's so many variations of it. So what worked for one person doesn't necessarily work for the other. Sure. So these Google, as I call them, the Google PhDs were the the oils, the, the recipes, the greens, the... Um, all sorts of things that were coming out that I had to do and I eventually had to push back and as much as I was questioning my creator why me Uh, I'm a good man Um, I was chairperson of the Thornton Islamic Society I was dealing with the mayor of Cape Town to get land to build a masjid and that was a form of jihad what did I do to deserve this sure and a lot of people go how could you question Okay, and and I'm going to ask you to hold the thought because I think it's a critical discussion for us to have in terms of how could you, how Mm. dare you. But we need to take commercial news and when we come back, we will, you know, speak about that. Stay with us. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station. 91.3 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Welcome back. I'm Shahida Kali and I'm speaking with Faisal Jacobs and we are speaking about Faisal's journey as a cancer survivor. So we've had, Faisal has shared a little bit of information in terms of the start of when he had discovered and was diagnosed with cancer, etc. You know, we've been just kind of on the surface discussing it. We will be going deeper into some of the areas of discussion but the last was 
was as Faisal would describe he was in a period in which he was questioning questioning the creator and asking the why question so let's just pick up from there Faisal what did it feel like what were you going through and at how soon after you had was this at the time of the diagnosis that this would be very prevalent all of these questions so so that week so the tuesday i had the the colonoscopy done that was tuesday the third mm-hmm. and um the surgeon said this doesn't look good um you may have cancer but either way you're going to have a bag i didn't hear that you're going to have the bag mm. well mm-hmm. i heard it but i didn't take note of it sure. because cancer was like what yeah and now you got to come back on the 6th uh, to get this confirmation of the diagnosis and and here's where the questioning starts why mm-hmm. and the, what did i do to deserve this mm-hmm. and do i tell people don't i tell people um you know wait till you get that and you have this you got to remain positive faisal you got to have sabr faisal you might stay positive and and this is now the response from others or is it also this, your own self talk this is my own self talk that's your own self talk yeah then i started speaking to people because now i think i started panicking a bit so i started speaking to people i thought i, I would get feedback from stay positive my boy mm. so have sabr it's, it's exactly yeah. the same things and it's like yeah. that is something i hated and i know it came from a good place and the hating it's not intentional in terms of hating that person i want answers i've got to wait for 4 days it was four of the longest days of my life i'm sure um to get this and then the friday comes and you get the confirmation yes it's cancer guess what there's another wait now it's the weekend but we need to do a ct scan so it'll probably only be next week probably tuesday if we lucky because you got to get medical aid authorization mm-hmm. and this is to f- to try and establish how far the cancer is is okay. it anywhere else in the body sure. um which is more questions and it's just and as you can imagine it's all these things start piling up and everybody's have sabr yeah although they're all testing you but I still want to know why me sure uh, i i still want to and in hindsight it allowed for a lot more conversation with my creator it became a two two way street and 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 once the confirmation came through and we knew that okay fazil's going for surgery now the conversation went and as much as i was questioning why i said yalla i'm going to trust you yeah and i'm going to trust that you're guiding the medical team help me beat this yeah and if my story can inspire one person alhamdulillah and it doesn't mean that those questions stopped as much as i had those conversations they were still there and i i, th- I think it's the human being part of us that that allows for it to remain yeah. but but i i just want to ask you is it so would it have been a, it's like um you you hear and then everywhere like one minute you question the next minute you say but we need to believe that you know we are being tested that allah knows best that allah will mm. help and so it, it, there would be an element of confusion about all these questions there, there, there was a huge conflict mm-hmm. and, and you know during that period as well your mind and your body is no longer your own mm-hmm. 
um, you're being prodded and probed. You're being told what is going to happen. You, you're being given stuff to take. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's uh, just for lack of better wording, it's, it's a violent process. I'm um, sure. It's I'm an invasive sure. process. I'm sure. Um, and and I mean, on all, uh, and on all levels on, also. So you have the physical side, you have the mental side, emotional, psychological, spiritual. Yeah. So it's almost like your whole world gets tumbled up tide, upside down, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Eh? I think that's uh, tumbled upside down is putting it mildly, but yes. Yeah. And, and, and in being tumbled upside down, being held by f- possibly fearfulness because mm. you don't know so every whatever you're going through it's first time around yeah. you have no experience yeah. if they say to you we're going to do xyz you have no idea what it will mm. feel yeah. like they will explain to you they'll tell you it, it will be maybe a little bit um sore and then when you have the the procedure it's like that was hectically sore uh, type I'll, of uh, yeah. It's a, it's a, to put that in context. Yeah. I, um and and I've been, uh, alhamdulillah, going around on on and speaking in various environments. Yeah. And and one of those is to nursing uh, um, uh, profession uh, professionals, in terms of treating the patient as an individual, and when the doctor gave the diagnosis and he spoke to me, I was blank. I didn't hear him. And I remember him clicking his fingers and he said, Faisal, mm. C20. I was like, huh? He says, say C20. Mm-hmm. And I said, C20. Mm-hmm. He says, remember that. Yeah. That's your ICD-10 code. Okay. So say it, C20. And mm. then he started talking and I switched off again. Yeah. And, and it was just blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The, the surgery was on a Monday. The fri- Friday before the surgery, I, for the very first time, met my stoma nurse, who was Sister Monica Frank. And I'm sure she did this beautiful explanation in terms of what a stoma is. Um, I remember her showing me bags. I remember seeing that. I don't remember the conversation. I was sitting there, this cancer thing. Yeah. Um, and, and where where were you? Where where were you? So some people will say I wasn't even anywhere. I was just there. Yeah, I, I told uh, kind of in nothingness. Were you in nothingness, or were your thoughts somewhere? My thoughts were all over the place. Okay. I, I I can't say that I was able to focus on any one thing. I knew I was in for a fight, and I didn't know how bad this fight was going to be because. We were not sure, are you going to have chemo and then surgery or surgery and then chemo? Um, it, it was all up because the, the tumor was uh, three centimeters. And according to the doctor, that was still small. Um, and they went through biopsy. So they decided, let's do the surgery first. And at that point, I still didn't know what's going to happen after. And like I said, you have those conversations. The nurse marked me up. She black mark here, clear tape over it and that's where your stoma is going to be leave it there because that's the surgeon he knows where to, to, to put this thing. When I came out of surgery and I woke up in ICU and I looked down and I saw this big clear plastic bag yeah. with green gunk coming out of it yeah. I m- had a meltdown in that ICU I can only imagine this is not what it's supposed imagine. to be sure um, and she did explain to me that you are going to have a temporary clear bag. Yeah. But it's just temporary. Yeah. I don't remember that. 
Yeah, but I, I'm sure, I mean, in that moment, I mean, this whole thing is a life-changing event for you, isn't it? Eh? so many levels. I mean, we have a dream or we have a picture, we have an idea what our lives are going to be like or we think. And sometimes we do ask, I mean, I wonder what my life is going to be like. But it's hardly ever that you imagine yourself with the detailed journey that you have you know so it's like shoo this is someone else's life that we're looking at here right it it, it did feel at at points that we were watching a soapy i'm Um, sure and and yeah it's and and again and and people mean well but during that whole process nobody asked me what i needed everybody told me what i needed what i needed to do to get better nobody said what do you need, Faisal? Yeah. What can we do for you? Yeah. And uh, that, uh, for me, is if the listeners out there take one thing from this and, and, and you have a friend, a loved one that's going through a, a, a traumatic experience like this where you're facing your mortality, it's about what they need also. Yeah. No, I I, I get that. I can only imagine. And I mean, I think the important thing is um, leaving that very strong message of what is it that you need? What is it that you need from me? How what can I do to make it better? Um, And I I know we need to check for time because it's almost time for us to go into the um, prayer time of Maghrib. We have received a message and I want the person to know that after Maghrib we're going to attend to the message because I think it's a message that's very important that you'd want to address um, because it's very much what you referred to earlier on when people give you feedback and people want to encourage and people mean good and people want to be spiritually correct etc but yeah you know it leaves us with with very many different responses we're going to take a break i want people to know that we're going to be attending to their um, messages after that so stay with us after Marb will be back Radio station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and good evening. Welcome back. I'm Shahida Kali and I'm speaking with Faisal Jacobs and Faisal is a cancer survivor. We are speaking about the journey that Faisal had walked and <coughs> grows on that journey so that it inspires and it um, educates us around 
cancer, dealing with cancer, particularly males. And the reason for that is, like we've said earlier on, you know, um, cancer in females are spoken about so often. It's easier to speak about. People are a lot more open to speak about it with males. It's very different. Um, there's still a lot of stigma and and difficulty around speaking openly about the journey if you've been um, diagnosed with cancer and then, you know, eventually have lived with cancer and then would have survived it. So coming back firstly again to just greet Faisal. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back. Alaikum salam. So we we ended uh, our conversation in a specific way but at the time we had received a message and I want to read it it said Salam you have to accept your sickness um, and next you should not go against your body to take in bad things Allah will help you to see the good in it. I've been diagnosed with pancreas cancer, stage four. Um, the doctor gave me six months to live. And so eight years later, she or he sends the message. Alhamdulillah. 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 And, and the person, I mean, in huge bold letters are just typing Alhamdulillah. Your thoughts on, and I, as before we took, uh, had the, the uh, conversation and back on air, we were saying, I'd like you to respond to it in your space where you're at now, Faisal, but then to take us back to had you received this message when you had just been diagnosed, how you then would have responded. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to the present. Your your response to the message. I think in, in, in if, if the same thing happened today with the experience that I had, Mm-hmm. I would have handled it a lot differently. And I think what is important to remember is that as an individual, you are the sum of your life experience. Mm-hmm. Um, no two people's experiences are the same. Um, let's use a divorced family, for, for example. Um, I could come from a, a, a divorced family where the parents had an amicable relationship. Yeah. And I grow up fine. Yeah. Then you have those that was a traumatic divorce mm-hmm. and that person doesn't grow up fine they have a lot of emotional baggage and scarring so definitely there would be a difference in, in now spiritually i'm a lot stronger alhamdulillah. Uh, uh, and alhamdulillah for that and i do say it today i can say it lach lach so to speak mm-hmm. that the cancer diagnosis and the stoma has been a blessing. It really has been a blessing. And every time I need to change a bag, it's a reminder that life can change in an instant. Absolutely. Your, yeah. your time is not guaranteed. And I, I just wanted, and, and on that, it's such a reminder for us never to be arrogant about the position we're in or that which we own, hmm. that in a second Allah can just change, change all that. Eh? I mean, uh, when yeah. prior my diagnosis, I had an awesome job, and I and uh, I want and to and you know since we since we, and perhaps to hold the thought for a minute and come back to the to the, the message. Yeah. So the message says you have to accept your illness. Remember, so that is important. When you've just received the diagnosis, and very often people will say, 
it's not because I'm not accepting it. Mm. It's just these are my feelings. Please. So speak with us about what it would have felt like when people would have said to you, you know, given you a message and says, you must accept. Deep down, you know, as a Muslim, you must accept. But how did that feel? Um, there were a couple of points that I smiled, but behind that smile, I wanted to slap that person. And, and they meant well. And, and uh, you know, in that moment, you are filled with so many emotions. Yeah. Um, what was that? Four years ago, I was 42 years old. Um, my kids were 9 and 11. I didn't know if I'm going to see them finish school. Yeah. Um, your time can come at any point. And at that moment, I thought, my time is here. It's, yeah. can, it's, it's any time now. I'm thinking of them. I'm worried about them. Then it's the circumstances around my personal life in terms of the relationship with um, my divorced wife and the children and what's going to happen with them. Are they going to grow up knowing the family if I'm not around? You have all those emotions. It's not just the cancer. Then it is who's going to take care of my mother, my ill mother. There is so much going on. How long am I going to be out for? If I beat this, am I going to still have a job after that? There is so many different emotions that are going on, and we cannot suppress those. We, yeah. we, we can't, we've got to allow ourselves to feel yeah. what we are feeling. So, so bef- before we go to these suppressed feelings, because I think it's an important uh, place for us to go to, I just want to respond also to the person who had sent the message to say, Shukran for sending that message. It really is a message that is good to receive. It's wonderful the guidance in there. What we are just speaking about is the process so that you know one can understand, but one wants to say, like you say, when those messages come, it comes from such a good place. It comes from a place that wants to encourage us and remind us about our identities as Muslims etc etc so one values that at the time it is just very very tough Um, but you know those messages are really great so I go back to another message that we'd received and that's holding the thought of these suppressed feelings Um, this message said I felt very much the same when I was diagnosed with cervix uh, cancer, so this will, will be a lady. Mm-hmm. But all I can say, when I was given the news, I said, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Um, and that's where my journey started, having chemo and radiation every day for six months. And she says what helped her was really helping herself to put her trust in Allah and you know here she is alhamdulillah healed she's cancer free alhamdulillah um what a what a test I, I sometimes say you have you get tests and tests, and tests yeah. right you get biggies as well and I think you know before we need to take commercial news when we come back we'd like to go to your thoughts to share with this lady bef- and then we have to go to the suppressed feelings which I think is an impo- important part of our conversation so for now commercial news my radio station your radio station our radio station the voice of the cape
Shahida Kali and I'm speaking with Faisal Jacobs. Our focus is um, we uh, cancers, but particularly in men and particularly Faisal's journey. Just a message from the Dramats <laughs> who said, Faisal, you are such an inspiration. We love you so, so much. So you have <laughs> you have fans with lots of love for you. We go back to the Alhamdulillah. We go back to the message that we had received earlier on, when the lady is referring to having cervix cancer, and that she's cancer free today, and having trusted yeah. and entrusted her journey to Allah. At what stage did could you? And I'm, it's hard to say at what. Particular stage, stage because I think you vessel you you go in and out of. But in what stage did it feel for you like you were more ready to almost say, "I have to succumb. I have to just entrust Fantastic. myself." To so Allah. The, there were there were a couple of things that happened, and as much as I was questioning, uh, if you remember earlier, I said um, part of the conversation was, "Ya Allah." Please help me beat this thing. Mm -hmm. And if my story can inspire one person, Alhamdulillah. Yes. And when going back to the family and saying, so they're going to do the surgery. I am asking you all. I'm trusting that my creator is guiding the medical team. Inshallah. Yes. And I'm putting my faith in what they are saying. I'm not interested in Auntie Timmy's friends, mm -hmm. Granny's daughter's secret mm -hmm. recipes and the oils and all of this sort yeah. of thing. And I let everybody know this. And again, the intentions were good. But I got the recipes. I got the oils. I got to do this. I got the don't take, do the surgery. You better not take chemo. It's so bad for you. Yeah. And the, the conspiracy theories that it's the drug company's mm -hmm. uh, way of enslaving you. Uh, sure. Or all of this. And, you know, you, you, you want to choke people. Uh, and, I, and I say that with a lot of affection. But sure. there's so much emotions you're already having to yes. deal with. Yeah. And when you make your intention, people are challenging that. Meaning well. Okay. Meaning well. And, and, and Did they, and, and at times, would they, would that mean that you go to a place of doubt or were you absolutely clear about the, you know, what you had intended mm. and sticking to your decision? Um, I mean, I, I, I thought I made myself clear. Um, 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 and again, uh, people meant well. And I don't think any less of them. So, I, so just also, uh, and I'm, I am, I know I'm batting no, in. No, no, no. So, so that people can know, what does it feel like when people come with all these good meaning? We we absolutely understand it's good meaning, it's good intentions. It's because they worry. It's because they love you. But what does it feel like receiving all these little bits of different um, information? Um, there's a part where I felt disrespected, um, where my wishes didn't mean any. Didn't carry much meaning, mm -hmm. um, and there was a part where I just accepted. And when they gave me the books, um, I smiled, shukran so much. I'll look into it, and I put it down one side. And I also kind of came to realize that this was their way of trying to help. Mm -hmm. And I think that in itself is a message as well that the patient is already dealing with so much that we also have to consider others' feelings. Okay. And so the other thing that you just mentioned that we have to be mindful of, you said 
they the intention is for them to help but at no time did anyone or hardly any time did anyone ask what is it that you want from us so it is them wanting to help in their way yet you have a need and 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 i mean i i think it's very profound when you say at some stage it can almost feel as if you're disrespected sometimes i think People who really want to help even feel she's doma strand. Yeah. Who come dungeon if I was for your same to do? She dung she with bitter. So you know. And the and and the thing is that, <laughs> and you you mentioned something a little earlier, that you do start questioning. But hold on, what's happening? But and and an example is of the stoma. Why is yours permanent? You know, Auntie yeah. So and So's uncle had it reversed. Yeah. Uh, my father only had his for six months. Why is yours permanent? Go for it. Ask for the reversal. Yeah. And then you start questioning. But then as yeah. you think back, it's like, hold on. You know what? I can't because they had to remove my anus. They had to remove part of the sphincter muscle. Yeah. And it got bad to the one point where the emotions got high. We had to tell a, a relative that, okay, so my choices are then get the reversal, have an anus, but wear a nappy. What are you going to feel more comfortable with? Me wearing a nappy or having a bag attached to my side? Yeah. And I and I think, you know, you you sketch that so well and one feels the emotions of and the emotions that you'd have referred to earlier on that sometimes you get to the point where you feel disrespected and I just feel like people need to learn from this experience that there are boundaries you need to know when to stop Mm. and that help isn't always helpful yeah you know the idea of help isn't always helpful so help should be what the patient is asking this is what i'd like the help to look like like. and and sometimes help is just letting us speak sure and you don't have to have the answer yeah and and it's you don't always have the how how do you comfort someone that's lost a parent or a child or a loved one there's not a lot you can say. You can say, Sabr, my boy. Sab, uh, it's Allah Ta'ala's will. It's all well and good, but I lost something right now. And sure. I need to feel what I'm feeling. Yeah. And it's the same here. Yeah. So, so, so even the reference to that, one gets a feeling of one must be careful about that because it almost gives you an indirect message of no mutani hailni because you need to mutya mutta freedavis. Mutnani sudank of sudanki because you must accept, you know? And it comes back to that leads us to you refer to and outside of on the airtime you spoke about there were feelings you suppressed. Tell me about that time, when, around when, would it have been, and and which were those sure. feelings, and why would you would you have been suppressing it? Um. So when I felt anything, I ended up locking myself up in my bedroom, um, pretending to be asleep, um, so I didn't have to face anybody. When my children were around and. I had the conversation with them in terms of I've got cancer and I tried to keep the conversation age appropriate and I used uh, a game that they were playing. I think it was Minecraft they were playing at the time and they needed to download this patch to fix a glitch that was in the game. And I said to them, daddy's got a glitch 
and I need to go into hospital to have this fixed. It's called cancer. Uh, I remember Zane, my oldest son, he was very worried because I think he was old enough to understand that people were dying from cancer. And I said to him, you know what, the doctors are confident. We got this early. We're going to, you know, we're going to beat this thing. And he was like, okay, cool, thanks. And it seemed like they handled it. And then the boys were obviously speaking at school. And my younger son, Riaz, I told his friend, who in turn told his parents, and the father said, oh, that's a bad cancer. He's going to die. And that came back to Riaz. And then he just completely broke down, and I had to speak to him. And then I realized I needed to be, I can't show them that I'm weak. Um, with my mom as well, the, the question came, and please keep in mind that my mom had dementia, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and I and there were points she didn't realize what she was doing or saying and and in, in the moment it also didn't always go down very well mm-hmm. but it was now who's going to take care of me and yeah. oh crap I gotta be stronger for her too mm-hmm. and that is why I had to find places away from them where I could process this just yeah. deal with it feel and the feelings feel the feeling. did it make you feel lonely at times very, to feel the feelings very. and a lot of people said you were so positive throughout this whole journey but i so, do so just so so sorry again i'm butting in i just want to say people will look at you and people say you're so strong you're doing so well and then which thoughts will be going through your head would <laughs> you have thoughts you knew. <laughs> if only you knew <laughs> if, if you only knew. you knew but hey? to, today i i also tell people that you know what it's not always this easy um even today still, I, one of the things I suffer with when I'm out running, um, and especially on the long distances, is leaks. I've had to sure. uh, uh, I've had to run back to my car with fecal matter all over my shirt. Yeah. Um, you know, and it gets frustrating, and I'm not going to smile through that whole process. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. You're human. Um, and, but, but it's, uh, at the same time, it's, uh, you know what, you get to realize that bigger things to worry about than this so i was going to ask you in those moments what are the things that you'll say to yourself to make it almost manageable i just need to manage this what else is there to do Uh, but what are the things that you will tell yourself that almost makes minimizes it it makes it doable what would you tell yourself one of the things I, i remind myself in those moments is the conversation with the oncologist where he said, you know what, Faisal, you need to tell people about this. You caught your cancer. You had one of the most aggressive forms of cancer. You caught it so early. We would have had a completely different conversation had this been six months later. If if ever having a conversation, if ever having a because conversation. if it's such an aggressive, uh, you know, cancer, it spreads like... And, and, yeah. and uh, um, again, early detection is key. Education is okay. key. And and Google isn't the education. If you Google a sore thumb, somewhere along the line, you're going to find out it's gangrene. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for every search that you do, you're going to find more than 100 pros and you're going to find more than 100 cons. Yeah. Seek the help of someone that knows. Sure, that is really valuable. And I think, you know, there, there are a few messages that had come through. And I just want to see if we can perhaps just attend to one or two of these. So my computer, I always have to look at where's my 
cursor. So this one says, Salam Shahida, is this Faisal Jacobs that is on the air from Lace for Change? Lace Up for Change. Lace Up for Change. So yes, it is whomever is asking the question. Yes, it is the same Faisal. So, and I mean, if we will get to Lace Up for Change, we'll get to the marathon. You, It's for me such an inspirational um experience and journey um, that you're sharing with us I, I feel that we've been blessed to, to be a part of sharing it. Another message that um, has come through I go through the same feeling, it's a process that's a big word for yourself to remember when you yourself when you receive the news mm. like that. So the person's really saying whatever feelings you've described would be similar to how this person's feeling, especially when you hear the word cancer. Yeah. It's amazing how the word cancer just brings up a million fearful Fear, things, yeah. okay? of which I think top of the list, especially when you have dependence, children like a mother and so on, the fearfulness of, oh, my word, what about them and what, you know, when I die? No? And then another message says a beautiful program, amazing strength of character and faith and trust, mashallah. That is for you. So and, and on this, and I almost want to say, let us conclude our conversation just to let our listeners know this is the first part of three parts. So we will have two more conversations with Faisal um, just to, so that you know when if people have sent in messages I'll attend to it afterwards but we can chat about it when Faisal's back again I want to say to you um, Faisal when when you now get told and and described and are uh, about the strength you hold the character you hold the faith and the trust does being tested and this is the result of it or so, what does it, what does it bring out in you, the feelings and the thoughts? Yeah. Um, again, today, uh, I think mentally, uh, spiritually, um, I have changed. Uh, I have grown. Um, you know, I, 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 if, I, if I can put, put it in a metaphor, you, you take a, a rock pool at the beach the tide goes out, that pool is shallow, mm -hmm. and this water, the tide comes back in, and that water smashing in there, and whatever little ecosystem is there ends up in a turmoil. And when the tide goes back out and everything calms down again, that pool has changed. And yeah. in some instances, it's gotten a little bigger because it's pushed away some of the rocks and mm -hmm. things like that. And that is what, as I, I feel, has happened to me. Um, and, and like I said a little earlier, we are the sum of our life experiences. Yeah. And what really has helped me is me allowing myself to feel what I needed to feel. That's really, really great. And I think on that note, we have to thank you very much. I will be chatting with you next week. Inshallah. But perhaps just a reminder, inshallah, that perhaps our next program will be between eight and nine so that we have a full hour oh, of conversation yeah. with you. And then the program that I do afterwards, usually I'll do before, just so that our listeners are aware of that. But shukran so much. What an inspiration. Alhamdulillah, you know, Allah works in ways that are amazing. So Allah sends you the experience and then thousands of us 
will benefit from that in terms of inspiration, in terms of education, and just allowing ourselves to grow. For me, fundamental is that you're saying it's taught you to allow yourself to feel the feelings that you feel. That is so beautiful. Shukran so much and assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. So that then concludes this part of our discussion. We, I'm going to be back um, after the break. We'll be taking commercial news right now. Station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. 